What's up, party people? It is a beautiful day here in Santa Monica, California, but living in Los Angeles has its pros and cons. Some notable pros being the weather, the beaches, and the overall good vibes. But the notable con being the T word, otherwise known as traffic. Traffic will send even the happiest beachgoer packing because it's legit unbearable. Happy Takeoff is a startup that is accelerating the usage of urban air mobility. Their dream is that one day in the near future, you will be able to log into your favorite transportation app and schedule an air taxi that'll take you soaring from one destination to the next. The major issues they are trying to solve include millions of people lacking necessary water and medical supplies, car emissions being a major contributor to climate change, as well as the current infrastructure destroying land. This dream team of co-founders consists of an aerospace engineer, plastics composite expert, and a doctor who all bring a unique skill set. I had the pleasure of having the Happy Takeoff crew come over to my house to record the first ever four-person Len Jones Party of Two podcast, and it was an amazing experience to say the least. In this podcast, we discuss topics such as the obstacles ahead for introducing air taxis to major urban areas, challenges startups face when pioneering new technologies, methods for accelerated learning, and the ever-changing rapid environment of engineering and innovation. As always, you can watch this podcast with Maddie, Danielle, Rachel, and I live on YouTube. And without further ado, episode 70 with the incredible team from Happy Takeoff. Let's jump into it. We're live with the dream team. How's everyone doing? It's a damn good day to, to have, have a damn, damn good day. day. Oh, damn. <laughs> Yeah, we're here with Maddie, we're here with Danielle, we're here with Rachel, part of the Happy Takeoff crew, and you guys are on a freaking mission, and damn, you guys are going quick and fast. I'm so excited you guys are all in one room right now. Yeah, the energy has been freaking off of the wall. We've been saying that we have a climax every day. We've been on the road for what now? I don't know. About a month? (laughs) No idea. (laughs) We're time traveling. (laughs) So I think it'd be great just to start off and do a little bit of a background on where you guys are all coming from, because all three of you are, you know, ridiculously intelligent humans. And I know you guys all have a different way of looking at things. But Maddie, let's just start with you a little bit. You know what you've been up to in, in your background. Should I take it all the way back, back to the main days, digging bloodworms? Yo, so I was the in floors. the womb. <laughs> yeah, I just came out the womb. <laughs> yeah, so I um I got a BS in biomedical engineering, but I became very very quickly distracted. I was uh, sweeping floors pretty much for beer money at that point, but. It was at a composites manufacturing lab, and I was able to really climb up that ladder and work through all the lab ops and write a training program for cranes and man lifts. And then I said, fuck this office. I got to actually use my hands again. So I took the training program and I started working. Then uh, we put in a new lab for structural thermoplastic composites, trying to make automotive parts faster with a big emphasis on sustainability which was super cool. So we hired a program manager. He was brand new. I was kind of been there maybe for two or three years. And I walked into his office and I said, hey, that's a, that is a cool 3D printer you ordered. Like, what do you have planned for that? And I, it was just a conversation at the time. But What's I walked a 3D out, printer? What's a 3D printer? You know what a 3D printer I'm not is. Audience. Okay. Okay. So this is uh, FDM technology to be able to print molds. Um, so you just have 
Oh man, I don't even know how to break this down. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Okay, plastic comes out of a little <laughs> nozzle and then you build it up until you have the part that you want. But we were using it for, for uh, molds to be able to put them in a press and stamp parts super freaking fast. Um, anyway, so I walk out with a new job. I didn't anticipate that happening at all and got connected with the full composites industry. I've been working really hard with a number of tier ones and OEMs, original equipment manufacturers to help them identify how they can make aircraft faster, how they can make cars faster, how they can be way more sustainable and cut all that waste shit that's coming off of their line and just get everybody in the same room together, which is exactly how I met these two amazing women and Ian for that fact. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that background. So you're, you're basically a plastics guru when it comes to plastics. There's yeah. a whole world behind it that yeah. you know. Yeah, absolutely. Love plastic. Uh, people don't say that enough, actually. <laughs> you don't hear that one. Plastic's awesome. Unless they're talking about their cards, you know, then everyone loves plastic. Mm, true. <laughs> My background um, is not in any kind of engineering or aerospace. I actually have a degree in biomedical biology, um, minored in chemistry, minored in music, and uh, um, was minded my own business working my way through med school and this chick here Danielle um, found me and kind of saw what I could bring to the table and then she latched onto me and never let me go so um, so yeah I I just uh, we click so well we have great ideas together we work well together um, we're twin flames like we work really, actually we're triplet flames now yeah, Maddie yeah, yeah we are yeah we've mm -hmm. graduated to triplet flames Love it. yeah so it's really cool with, I know, Danielle, your voice is a little bit raspy right now. You've had a great night, a great trip to Santa Monica. You guys are making moves. The stories you tell me are just insane. Um, but I, I got a little bit of your background being an aerospace engineer. And, you know, from where you came to where you're at now is just absolutely unbelievable. It's really a beautiful story. And I know we'll get more about that in, in, in later but you guys are dreaming big here. You're thinking big, you're talking big, and, and your company, Happy Takeoff, is something that is looking to revolutionize the world we live in today. And we're talking straight Uber, you know, flying around from skyscraper to skyscraper because you can't be late. You know, you know everyone in LA is 45 minutes to an hour late. We're hopefully, we're going to try to bring that down to 15. And you guys are legit trying to build an infrastructure to fly people around conveniently so that's kind of crazy where did this idea come from and and let's kind of talk about that productivity it really ends it begins at productivity um and one thing that we want to emphasize is that we're focused on the medical side we're focused on the rescue side we're focused on getting people that are handicapped or elderly and they can't get around as we can even in the car sitting in traffic and hating our lives for a little while we're all a customer. We all want to move faster. We all want to get more shit done in the day. So how do you enable that? You got to go above it. You have to go above the infrastructure that we have today and really think in a futuristic aspect. You know, we've all seen the Jetsons. That shit is real. <laughs> and that's what we're working on right now. Um, and it's been really amazing to have this kind of convergence of worlds. Um, my background's in manufacturing. Danielle's on the structural engineering, aerospace engineering side. We have been so grateful to meet amazing mentors over and over and over again. And it's every day is unbelievable that we're having these different conversations and you start to realize the impact that you can have and it just gets addicting, right? I had a meeting earlier this year. I said, dude, this is 
365 days of work for me. I will not stop until I get this shit done. I don't know what the end goal is in terms of how far it can go, but it's when work becomes passion. That's when the 80-20 rule kind of disappears, honestly, for me, because it's all it's all 100. It's yeah. all freaking amazing. You yeah. know, it's so passionate about it. Awesome. Yeah, well said. And um, what kind of got us um, interested in infrastructure? So um, what you're referring to is something called urban air mobility. Um, your viewers may or may not have heard of that. Basically, it's air taxis. We're talking about vehicles that are completely electric. They're uh, much better for the environment. It's a much more efficient ride. Um, and that's kind of what got us interested in the industry as a whole. You know, it, 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 the idea flows with our core values very well. Like we want to sustain the earth. We want to make the world a better place. Um, so there are, last I heard, over 220 different companies building these vehicles. Um, and the goal, like what we're trying to accomplish in terms of manufacturing is to be able to build upwards of 10,000 per year of these vehicles. And when that rolls out, it's gonna it's gonna be huge, and the infrastructure is gonna have to expand equally fast. Otherwise, these vehicles aren't gonna have anywhere to land. And by um, infrastructure, we mean like where will they take off and land from? Exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, so that that's where uh, we felt like our niche was is is building these uh, ports for people to take off and land from. Um, so we've been kind of brainstorming, like what kind of problems, what challenges are there to implementing this infrastructure? Um, all the buildings that are existing today will have to be retrofitted with this and, you know, moving into the future, they can plan it into the building and it can be kind of integrated into the design. But in order to retrofit buildings and make them accessible to this, uh, air taxi infrastructure and to be able to benefit from the traffic and from the, the, um, the extra throughput, then they'll have to retrofit and kind of the, the current method of doing that, it's, it's a major construction problem. Like they're, you have to bring in cranes, you have, uh, construction crews. It's very intrusive. Um, you know, the cranes block traffic. It's, uh, it throws everyone off. Yeah. It, it is. It's a construction nightmare. Yeah, exactly. So, um, that, that's one of the biggest, um, challenges that we saw. And so we designed a product that can be prefabricated. Um, it's completely modular. Um, it's, mobile so it's not a permanent fixture on the roof so if they change their mind or if for whatever reason the the vertiport needs to go away vertiport being the landing takeoff area um we can come take it down just as easily as we put it up but our our vision is to be able to come um you know send our technicians in maybe a day or two depending on on the order of course but and the complexity but our vision is to be in and out within a few days and no cranes um so you guys already designed this product. It's already, you know, a functional thing. I could go and go buy it right now. The prototype will be out in May. Got it. Yeah. So you guys are constantly just building up on it. You're building this easy to install, essentially roof rack for these air taxis. Yeah. And there's a lot of implications of this structure, right? You got to think about how are you tar charging the air taxi? What's the weight? What's the payload that's able to land on that? The landing gear that comes from all these different air taxis has to be um, compatible what's with the system. What's like? Yeah. So if, we're, so if we're dealing with X, Y, and Z different platforms right now, they all have different landing gears. So that means we have to accommodate for all of them or we pick who we think will be the winners in this race. And we go forward with that and create different strategic partnerships because the, the manufacturers of these aircraft, they, 
in order to have a workable product, it has to land somewhere. So they need people to work on this. But it's kind of a large feat to design an air taxi and deploy it with the FAA right now because they're going to be in airspace that it's urban space, right? So it's very... Um, yeah, you can't have one of those fail. <laughs> there's a lot no. of problems that we have to work through right now. And the opportunity is huge and the technology exists, but they're busy with the actual aircraft. So they need somebody to be working with to be able to accelerate their product and the uptake and the consumer adversity to the potential aircraft in the sky over their head. Like we need people to be working on the education platform. We need this podcast. We need everybody to listen to this damn podcast so that they want to learn about urban air mobility and air taxis and they can understand like how they're actually getting from point A to point B. Because right now a lot of the different um, the different processes that are used to make, let's say, uh, a ray dome or a, a wing skin, they're so labor intensive. It's like it's like sewing. Ian, have you ever sewed a gown? I've tried knitting before. <laughs> tried knitting before. I sewed some pants hey, Rachel, recently. You did too. It's a bit difficult. That's true. <laughs> and it's long, and it's kind of just like stuck in these old pack ways. But we have things like. AI and automation and it's really a supply chain problem and a communication problem and an IP and proprietary information problem and getting all these people to work together it's a bitch but it's totally possible and the 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 impact and the effect of getting these people convened and being able to work with them and partner with them and understand what they need it's always about what does your customer need what does your partner need and then you fill that gap that's so vital so vital yeah, and we kind of like knew that. So we were super obsessed with like the air taxi, urban air mobility idea, but things like took like a super big turn when we started looking at medical. And Rachel is a doctor, well, almost. Um, yeah, I'm wrapping up med school now. So as far as medical, we actually met with uh, a mentor of ours yesterday. It was such an incredible meeting. And um, she gave us such good advice and she put us in contact with a, a project that, that we can do now um, where we're helping to provide access to medical supplies, um, especially in parts of the organ country. transplants. Literally, we're saving lives. Yeah. Organ transplants, <laughs> as well as, um, you know, trauma, emergency medicine type of access out in the wilderness. And so um, they're kind of looking at it, expanding that in parts of the country. And so we're getting our hands into that. And we see this as a great opportunity to um, really kind of perfect our, our prototype and, and learn. And uh, So your prototype, though, mm -hmm. the mission A here is getting these landing strips on top of roofs. Like that's that's the number one thing right now. Cause we're so what three to five years away from an, an efficient air taxi to take flight. What are your thoughts there? So the medical stuff is happening now. So that's kind of where we see to start. Yeah. End goal is to get them on the roof, but sort of like the medical and package delivery are the things that are going to enable us to get there. And the air taxis right now, they are flying. Ehong has gone public on the U S market. They're CEO has been filmed in the aircraft in China. That's today. That That's checking the box there. And their other projects, they're all doing their experimental flight. They're trying to get their hours to be able to certify. And they're working very closely with the FAA to identify what's the difference between the certification of an aircraft and an air taxi for, let's say, a, a 777 Boeing aircraft versus a 
Joby Aviation. These are, these are aircrafts you're referring yeah. to? Yeah, well, I've, so Joby Aviation, Karam, um, Kitty Hawk. We have a lot of active projects right now. Lilium, they all are doing their different tests right now to be able to prove out the viability of these aircraft. So there's this air taxi race going on right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It, it is a race, but we want to like focus on like this isn't something that should be rushed. We want to do it right because like you said, nobody can die. This can't fail. So there's a lot of startups that are involved that don't really have an aerospace background. And it's like, oh, don't really want to rush this this has to be perfect it has to be perfect. so the government must be hand in hand in all this oh because yeah are, are all these companies trying to win that that next level contract to be able to do this is there only going to be one or two winners or is this a type of thing where you're going to have a bmw air taxi a chevy air taxi you know all different types yeah they have to be compatible for sure but in terms of does it have to be one perfect system? Absolutely not. And all of the companies actually do have to work together because there's a lot of design power, a lot of engineering power, a lot of management that's got to go into this. And it's even, let's say there's a 400 person company. This is a way bigger problem than that. So it's, it's an interesting competitive and synergistic uh, trade-off between all these companies right now. Well, I like what Danielle mentioned because I, I asked her before yesterday when we were all hanging out, about aren't you nervous that you're kind of just sharing all your secrets openly to everybody and without any cares and and what you said was the farthest thing from because you're not sitting here trying to make this for for you you're trying to do this for the betterment of society exactly and you're trying to move the needle and if anyone can listen to this advice and, and move it quicker then that's great and if you guys happy takeoff can be a big part of that then that's the goal but you know that i think that mission is just is going to allow you guys to function at just such a higher level because you're uh, that's how I think you're so good at connecting with amazing people. That's why, you know, I don't know if we can mention who you just mentioned, but you know, I just the other day you're hanging out with Morgan Freeman. I know that <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, guys, you guys are able to meet with these people because yeah, you're he's saying happy birthday to me. Amazing. <laughs> he's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's for, that's freaking crazy. All right. That's cool. But you guys just are able to be such a, like at a high frequency and you're trying to help people that you kind of have this, you know, philanthrop philanthropic way of doing business that everyone wants to help you and it's opened a lot of doors for you so ian thank you for saying that that really comes to our core values and and what um you know brought all of us together as happy takeoff is that we share these values and um there's there's been kind of uh, a business model that i think is on its way out but it's been prevalent and for a long time and that's you know profit over everything and we're starting to really appreciate the disadvantages of that. And for us, of course, you know, running a business, you want to make a profit. But the most important thing to us is that we want to make the world a better place. We want it to be sustainable. That's why we support renewable energy. That's why we support electronic vehicles. Um, and, you know, we believe in humanity. We want everyone to be treated with respect, um, be treated well. And... Um, you know, we live by these rules and and we won't compromise in, in terms of, of trying to network like that's that's the people have to share those values to be, um, you know, to work with us, to work with Happy Takeoff. Yeah. Another thing that's very interesting about this, this, this group you guys got is inside the plastics world, inside of this aerospace engineering world, it's a predominantly male world. 
And I know Maddie, you know, Maddie's been a good friend of mine for so long. I mean, she is just one of the best connectors and people talkers and, and just overall good humans that I've ever met. you were going to call me a guy there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> She's a dude. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I've known her forever. She's been female the whole time. <laughs> Trust me, guys. <laughs> yeah, you guys totally just threw off my thought. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but you have to assemble this dream girl squad that's just all about helping the world, saving the planet, and your frequency and your vibe. You guys all, I would think that you guys were all sisters. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty like aggressive when we're together Danielle yeah. and I have similar but very opposing strategies and Rachel has her own craft of her own and it's a it's dangerous yeah <laughs> yeah we met and literally one night of us hanging out I was like you want to be co-founder actually she told me she was like I'm kind of butthurt that I'm not one of your co-founders I was like you wanted to be a co-founder dude I've been wanting you fucking come on and they say, don't invite yourself to the party. It was a wrap. It was a wrap. So she's well, been a co-founder ever since. Well, you guys yeah. do things very differently. Yeah. You know, as you can listen here, you're not the suit and tie like, <clears throat> excuse me, everybody. Welcome to today's meeting. Oh, I love the suit. Fuck a tie. But I always wear my beanie. I took it off for this because headphone problems. But but you guys can be real. You know what I mean? Like if it's drinking a beer while you're at a meeting, like you guys just get comfortable. You get into flow. And Danielle, you said that something that really pissed you off about the aerospace world is that you felt like people were so inefficient, like spending so much time going through processes and just you could get so much more done in such a shorter period of time. And that's kind of the way you like do things. I like to go fast. Like some of these huge corporations, I feel like the whole job could be done with like 10 people. I'm like literally everything that it's taking 10,000 people to do. We could probably do with 10 people. Legit. Like, we don't need 10,000 people to do this. So, yeah, it was super inefficient. Lots of paperwork. Hence why we're not going to do that stupid report for CES. <laughs> CES was lit. We did get to get inside some air taxis, but we're not doing a fucking report out. We're not making a PowerPoint to tell you guys what we just fucking told you. That's stupid. That's the type of shit we're trying to get away from, like. <laughs> yeah, and that goes way beyond aerospace, anything manufacturing, automotive, renewable energy, like that shit in the factory is whack, yeah. honestly, like it could be so much faster and there's so much bureaucracy. And every time where we go to identify, we're like, hey, what's the problem with who we're working with? Oh shit, it's because they don't get it, you know, they yeah. don't understand that the systems they have in place are the problem. It's the information flow, it's the pathways for communication, it's the hesitancy to reach out and work with other people because you're paranoid they're going to steal something you have. Like that or culture you're goes way that back. They're going to think you're dumb. Like some people don't ask questions, like not same respect. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the really cool things about where urban air mobility is right now is that everyone is innovating right now and it's it's really exciting and everyone is is working together everyone is synergistic because if if uam as a whole doesn't succeed then you know each company is not going to have an, an industry for their product so it's it's really to everyone's advantage that the industry as a whole survives and it's thrives. like the right brothers yeah this is like the coolest time to be alive like literally the future is now this has never happened this is freaking cool. It seems like you got the, you got the whole Elon Musk philosophy, which is just open source everything. Yep, exactly. We're trying to better society. Yeah, like if somebody watches this and they're like, ooh, I'm going to steal all your ideas, yo, I would probably hire you. 
Like, if you can do everything that we talked about, like, hit me up. <laughs> and, like, let me learn from what you did. Well, how did you make ours better? And let's make yours better. Like, yeah, it's not, there's no such thing as competition. That's an illusion. Yeah, everyone we found so far that looks like they could be competition, um, we've met with them, and, and there's just tons of synergy and cooperation. Yeah, we end up, so. like, working with them. Yeah, yeah, they become our friend. Yeah, <laughs> like, good friends. Yeah. Well, that's, like, this place of abundance that's so crucial for building a successful business, which can go into every state of life. I mean, every one of us has, you know, our ego sometimes thinks that, like, oh, I can't tell this person because of this person, but there is so much people in the world. There is so much money. There's so much opportunity. Yeah. It's the people that think from abundance. They yep. give, give, give. The more people they serve, the more things that come back to them tenfold. You know, obviously, there are certain things when it comes to IP and certain that you got to be protective of, but just this mindset of let's all do this together is very powerful. Yeah, and the and, connections you make from just being a straight-up human, like everybody's on the same page. Everyone's going forward, walking this world with the same mission. They want to walk on it the next day. They want their kids to walk on it. They have different paths to get there to that goal, right, obviously. Yeah. But like just being kind, like getting somebody ice if they need it, like str just telling somebody hello, smiling, like you're on an aircraft. This bitch obviously doesn't want to be there anymore. She's had a long day, but she's still tucking you in and you're smiling and you're just like laughing. You're smiling and laughing. And then you realize like, oh my God, I'm talking to the CEO of, of the biggest aircraft manufacturer in the world. Like I actually really needed you, but I was just getting you ice. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> That's the story of your life, Maddie. I yeah. Mean well, we heard yesterday um, from this amazing mentor that, that has walked into our life. So she said, you know, I love, I love synchronicity, which that shit pops up all over. That's exactly what I'm talking about. But she said something else I hadn't thought about. And she said, I love serendipity almost even more. And I, I was thinking in my head, like that is how I live my life. I follow these leads that spiral out of control. They turn into this tree. And next thing you know, I'm like in the Amazon rainforest with binoculars. Like, how did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She also said, um, synchronicity to the synchronicity power. Yeah. Was like, that was awesome. Oh, we've been on some exponent exponential shit lately. Yeah. And <laughs> like, hello exponents go. And Ian, what you what you mentioned again, not to go back to our core values, but it, it, what what motivates us to succeed? It's not because we want a big house with a with a Lambo in the in the driveway. You know, that's not on our radars. What's on our radar is like, um, you know, what what would the 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 success of Happy Takeoff? What would that enable us to do? And we each have different causes that we're very passionate about. Like for example, I'm very passionate about transgender advocacy. Ad, ad, advocacy sorry <laughs> advocacy <laughs> yeah um and uh like danielle's very passionate about helping the homeless and the needy and madeline has another idea for uh, a, a kind of a, a non-profit do, do you want me you to, want me to go or? into this you can go, yeah you i can so. yeah we've got sure. we've got big problems in the healthcare industry i have personally been uh by my friend's side for the past five years since he got diagnosed with leukemia couple years later, couldn't do radiation anymore, got a bone marrow transplant from his amazing sister, and shortly after got graft-versus-host disease, which that shit sucks. Like, there's no research in it. It's all about the rejection of stem cells, just to tie it back for the, for the layman on here. Um, 
so it's it's something that's so unknown and overwhelming to the doctors and there's so many hands in the pot and there's no way to get from my experience and my research the proper care that you need especially when you live somewhere that doesn't have the most amazing population numbers it doesn't have the best doctors in the world that accessibility to healthcare that's a fucking problem and it's, I'm so passionate about it. And to see the, the crossover between Happy Takeoff and our mission and me personally dealing with, or not dealing with, but helping my friend and being supportive for him um, because he means so much to me. And um, just being able to enable that, to being able, being able to enable um, access to healthcare is, I'm so passionate about that. So, so you're taking this one passion, but you ultimately you get excited about where it leads to. Yeah. And we, we have this epiphany. We're like, oh my God, we've actually been, our mission is nay. Nay is our mission. Like Rachel, the doctor, Danielle, the aerospace engineer, Used to be rapper, still is a rapper, but I don't know if you'll see her on the stage again anytime soon for that. Probably drunk in a hotel room, though, for sure. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. You, let, then, you let that voice here heal up first, though. Yeah, Doctor's yeah. orders. Yeah, okay. And then me on the manufacturing side and being able to enable things like... Um, different transplantable organs and the accessibility of that and it's so deep in my heart you know like it, it i don't know how i don't know the exact steps there's going to be we're gonna some synchronicity nay. there's going to be some serendipity nay. but yeah. we're going to save nay we're going to save nay and the end goal is for him he's going to tell this story and he's going to walk out on that stage and he is going to crush and he's going to become an electric engineer i mean seriously you guys he was getting so he was getting chemo, trying to go to class because he wants to be an electrical engineer, walking with a cane. Like, this kid's got balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kid's got some awesome. serious balls. <laughs> we are so happy and grateful now that Nay has made a, a full, full recovery. recovery and is not in pain. Well, it's, it's crazy because it requires income. It requires resources to make all of these changes. Do I know how I kicked that off? How? How I changed that paradigm? I threw away just about everything that I own. I gave my cat away. I got rid of my apartment. I'm like super living on the road right now, just working. And I got rid of all of the baggage that was kind of tying me down. You know, I could eat beans for dinner. I eat baby food all the time. I love baby food, actually. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) But it's about taking everything that you have and investing it into the mission you know that's back to musk right you saw that multiple times again and again and danielle tell you tell how you start how did you do this what's up party people this is a quick len jones break to announce the winner of this week's 50 dollars gift certificate congratulations to gc native for being this week's winner please shoot me a direct message to collect your prize each podcast episode will be giving away 50 dollars to a random listener who leaves the podcast review on itunes and shares this podcast episode on their Instagram story. Remember to tag me on Instagram at Len Jones so I can celebrate you on my timeline. Now let's jump back into this podcast with the crew from Happy Takeoff. I just got tired of my job and I quit. I had no backup plan. I kind of had Happy Takeoff in my mind for a while and I was like, it's time to... I study um, Law of Attraction, Think and Grow Rich. Um, lately I've been... I mean, I've you know learned about like Bob Proctor and all that stuff, but... Now I've like even been involved in like Deepak, Sadhguru, and some of those spiritual teachers. Um, and I mean, faith and belief is everything. And the scariest thing is to take that leap, but I did. And then like two weeks after I quit my job, 
my house in Oklahoma. I had a, I was renting it to this guy and he had been renting this house for me for like three or four years. And he just out of the blue was like, Oh yeah, I'm getting married and sorry, I'm breaking my lease. And I'm like, Oh fuck. That was like my only income that I had just went away. Mm, I guess I'll just fucking sell it and I'll just fucking put it all into happy takeoff. And I did, I went all in and haven't looked back. (laughs) And, Also, I would, like what you mentioned earlier about coming from abundance, like we see that as not just applying to one currency, like it doesn't just apply to money, there are many currencies, like positive energy is a currency, like being grateful, being happy, like empowering other people, those are all currencies. And so, you know, maybe if we're still looking for one currency, it's like we have this other thing in abundance. And so we contribute what we can to the universe, Um, you know, whatever... Whatever we have been given, we we remind ourselves every day. Like Danielle said, the you know we are so happy and grateful. That's that's like we do that every day. We say we are so happy and grateful for you know we got to list off all the things. It's so hard to list everything. Have the resources to make the world a better place. Well, it's real. What (laughs) I am so fascinated with your group is that you're all ridiculously intelligent people to the point where you can have a very high level conversation with an aerospace engineer or you know the head of the largest not like biggest corporations in the world but at the same time you can hang out with the bum on the street and you know spit spit some game and have a good time oh you're talking about when i dance with that guy in dallas aren't you of course <laughs> <laughs> i don't know this story <laughs> Oh, that's funny. No, Ian and I, we were in Dallas. I was speaking at a conference. He flew in. We went to a different conference after, but we went out for a night. Our girls, Case and Kai, were there too. Shout out, Case and Kai. What's up, Case and Twinspiration, right? Yeah, yep. Twinspiration. Um, but yeah, we were like trying to find the next bar to go hang out at, and this guy was just chilling outside. It was pretty dead in there, so they were dropping hella tunes, and I just start, I'm like grinding there. The whole restaurant was like walking out to come and watch Ian's video. <laughs> taping it was fun <laughs> uh, can we please put a clip yeah right could. here <laughs> oh hey i have something really important to say real quick while we're doing shout outs there's actually a fourth member of our team who's dominique not here today. in this bitch dominique mclean you're amazing and we love you so much and we miss you we wish, wish you were here she's here she's here and her, her she's here, here. Yeah. She's... and katie what up katie what up katie <laughs> yeah the team the happy takeoff team <laughs> Air taxis. Can you feel the happy? I can feel the happy. Is it vibrant? (laughs) High vibration. Well, you guys, you know, you two have come from organizations that are very more, you know, bureaucratic and, you know, to the point. And now all of a sudden you have this infinite freedom. And I'm sure there's a lot of lessons you guys are going to be learning. And uh, especially because you literally went from a ginormous uh, company where there's processes in place. And now you guys are a startup and startups can go really quickly like you guys were just talking the other day that you put together you know months and months of work within one week yeah Yeah. (laughs) these ladies convinced me to fly to wichita kansas on On christmas Christmas day (laughs) we were like fuck celebrating you want to come work who in their right mind goes to wichita kansas for christmas we're like hey (laughs) fucking post-its all over the fucking apartment the whole apartment is a whiteboard now the glass we have dry erase boards i mean we have dry erase markers in our car like for notes like oh, write that down like, yeah i was filming whiteboards at like 4 30 in the morning every day for seven days yeah. until i woke up and i was like oh shit i got some people i need to make sure i still have relations with 
Oh, oh yeah. Pretty sure at one point Madeline had the whiteboard on her lap in my dog's okay. bed. <laughs> yeah. Like she, my dog had to got this new memory foam bed for Christmas, and she's. Yeah, we got our dog's present. That was comfy. <laughs> I slept in it, I think, the next night. <laughs> it was such a powerful experience, too, when Maddie came to Wichita. It was. Because that was, uh, that was the first time the three of us would work together. And, and without like, bosses. Yeah. Like, yeah. like da- Danielle and I, we've always clicked. Like, sh- her strengths are where my weaknesses are, and my strengths are where hers are, and that's what you want, I think, in a team. And so we were seeing as, like, oh, well, there's, there's so much synchronicity here, but something we came to realize is there are still Some a gaps. lot of gaps. And like Madeline brings an entirely different set of strengths that it just complements those gaps so well. Wait, do it again. I'll show you. I'll demonstrate no, you Madeline. Got, you got to let Madeline do it. Yeah, Madeline, what's your job here? <laughs> so they're, they're currently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Did I do that wrong? <laughs> this is a there, there is a finger gotta, going through other make... fingers. <laughs> oh, she fills the other gaps. <laughs> she fills yeah. the gaps. Yeah, <laughs> that just the camaraderie, <laughs> the camaraderie and the teamwork amongst you guys is just fun. You're just a fun gang. You're doing things unconventional. And this what what's like the dream situation? Like, how do you guys see the next year playing out if, if everything goes to plan the way you guys would love it to? I, I just don't see how it could get any better. We're living the dream right now. Like every day is the best day of my life. You know, when you (laughs) meditate and you try to visualize exactly what you want every day when you wake up, that's what I'm living. That is real life right now. And I don't know how exactly it all played out as it did. Something maybe happened when I learned about sleep meditation, when I had that trip to Wichita. That's a hella good tip. You guys look super glad (laughs) you brought that up actually. So yeah, sorry to cut in, but dude, I was like suicidal. Um, like back in like July, um, I didn't have a team. I was by myself. I quit my job. And I mean, I actually, I like tried to take my own life. And so I mean, I started getting into these like sleep hypnosis, which they were super effective, but I kind of got tired of hearing someone else's voice. I wanted to hear my own voice. So I made my own sleep meditation and it's on my YouTube. And I just said, um, I am so happy now that I have the best team. I love coming to work. Like, don't believe me. Go listen to it. I haven't even met them yet. Here we are. So, yeah. <laughs> Everything I said in that sleep thing, and I said, it says listen for 21 days, and I did. I still listen to it. But now I'm like, whoa, there's like everything in it already happened. So Yeah, we've been feeling like we're living we're we're in heaven on earth is how we feel we're so happy we're so grateful for everything i would say like the only thing that could make it better is if we had more resources to address the problems yeah Yeah, because you guys are bootstrapping this business we are Mm -hmm. um but you know you guys are taking those reserves that you might have saved up and you're investing into this but at some point you guys are gonna have to raise funding or or take the next steps what does that look like in your eyes I, i don't think we're gonna have to it's so crazy so like you know when you were like um well, you're going to need money. When we kind of started looking at it from a resources standpoint and just like wanting to help, people literally have been rolling out the red carpet for us. Literally. Literally. And then you take money out of the equation. You're doing a pitch. You don't even bring it up. Never even That's when up. we build our connections. And people are like, how can I help? I don't think we're going to do fundraising. I don't think we have to. Damn, but I mean, that sounds fantastic. (laughs) But at the end of the day, you start scaling to 10, 20, 30 people 
and you're paying salaries, how do you foresee that happening? Just by selling these, these, these products that you're talking about with the whole skyscrapers? Yeah, I think wait for um, that'll probably be in the news like um, six months or less. That'll all be answered. Nice. Yeah. All right. Stealth, baby. Yeah, Can you smell stealth it? mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. So if you guys could foresee uh, probably the biggest hindrance of something that could squash or slow down your guys' mission right now, what are some of those hindrances? And I know you touched on the one with building codes and making sure that you get government approval for stuff. But what else is, is kind of on your radar that are going to be some challenges you're going to looking to overcome? All these things um, we consider challenges. We don't see them as things that are going to squash us. Like they're just things we need to power through. Um, another thing that is, is a challenge to, to urban air mobility as a whole is uh, certification. So um, this is an entirely new type of aircraft. The FAA doesn't currently have a category that, that neatly fits these flying electric vehicles. So um, that's going to be have to be established. We're going to need many, many hours of uh, flight testing time, lots of testing. That's a big challenge that needs to be overcome. Um, public awareness. Um, a lot of people don't know about urban air mobility, um, but it's really freaking exciting. And so here we are spreading the word. Like, yeah, it's really cool. It's, would you it's get so in an amazing. air taxi? Ian? I don't know. Mm. I would actually let me sell that. I would do anything with the proper amount of peer pressure. Okay. <laughs> you know, with my with so my friends. So if we give you a par- a parachute, you'd hop right in. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, if there's a parachute, then you're okay. straight. We gotta yeah. we gotta take a little drive. Yeah. If you're down. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's go for what, a drive. What are you doing Monday? Tomorrow. Uh, I think I'm putting a parachute on and getting in an air taxi <laughs> with you guys. I mean, those that's that's a memory right there. But yeah, air. T- it's an interesting... You've been challenged. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> well, as long as I'm with you guys, I'm, I'm in. Let's yeah. do it. We got you. We're on that vibe. Yeah. We got you. But, and so to add to that, um, like, I don't think anything will really squash it. Um, certainly something to look out for is like people, like I said earlier, some of these startups are kind of going and trying to rush and they're doing that sort of typical business model, business plan, seed, you know, series A, blah, blah, blah. And that's the old way. We, that's not how this space operates. The people involved in this space are the best of the best in the world. And the beauty of it is it's like the FAA, all the regulatory agencies, NASA, DOD, everybody, it's the best of the best that are kind of investing in it. So the wrong companies aren't going to get funded. If they do, they're going to be funded by the wrong people and they're not going to get certified. So, I mean, it's just going to work itself out. Yeah, that's interesting because the airline world is one of the most to the book world. Mm. It has to be. That's why there's what are the statistics with the amount of crashes there are in the world? It has to be like 10 to the minus nine, like a chance of it crashing. Yeah, I don't know, like per supposed to be like one whatever 10 to the minus nine is how do you say that number <laughs> what's the nine you scientists 10 to the minus nine yeah how do you say that is that like one a, in a million or one in a billion but what's the nine remember is it pico no i thought pico it's was like 12 this. maybe it is i don't like remember okay scientific notation people what's 10 to the minus nine i know but how do you say that put it in the comments guys yeah uh, put we want to know comments. what is what is the term for 10 to the minus nine i can't remember if pico's 12 or 9 i always get those confused yeah this is what it looks like 
this is what it looks like. <laughs> I don't even think but I there's a I'm word scared. for it. Oh, that was right. You just go, you go 10, and then you go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, decimal point. Shout out fucking um, Tyler with the blonde hair that taught me how to do scientific notation on YouTube. <laughs> how long time ago? You guys know that blonde Tyler? Do you know him? Chemist Tyler DeWitt. Shout out. I, I'm so blown away about <laughs> how your brain works, particularly. I just I know I spoke with Danielle about this, but to be so jacked up about physics and like math to me just seems so crazy. Like Dude, like, it's so fun. Like late night, you're just like you and a whiteboard. It's just like me and you, girl. We don't have <laughs> oh, you're you're describing so many nights. <laughs> I'm sure I drive them crazy with my weird shit that yeah, I listen they had to. to. They, they cut me off from, from talking about organic chemistry. They're like, no, no more of this. We're done. Take your chemistry shit and get out of here. You can still talk about it. I just need to be not too elevated yeah well first of all what's this morgan freeman story how did you meet morgan okay freeman morgan freeman we got a tip about an event called living legends of aviation and when you get a tip you follow it you don't really know why um so we were working with the event coordinators and introduced ourselves female-led startup company working in aviation What's a big problem with aviation and aerospace? Uh, there's, what did we say yesterday? Stale, male, and dumb? No. no what was it? <laughs> Stale, pale, and male. Stale, pale, and male. That's it's a it very old Caucasian man-dominated industry. And um, they obviously want to put some women into the mix if they're having an event like that. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, we'll give you a tax break if we hire a couple extra females and some people from Africa. That's that's what we were going to. And, and mind you, there were some of the most influential people from the aerospace community there. Morgan Freeman, movie flight. That's why he's there. It was actually kind of funny. Jeff Bezos was supposed to be there and give his award, but instead they go, well, we couldn't get Bezos on stage tonight, so instead we brought you God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that was funny. We were meeting some people, and uh, we were following around one of our new friends, and it seemed like he had an adventurous mind, so we were just seeing where it took us. Yeah, so we are just walking around, and um i told danielle and tapped her on the shoulder i was like danielle do you know who that is on your left side right there like literally you could touch him it's morgan freeman yeah like that he was right there so and it was my birthday so i was like you know what i'm getting a picture with morgan freeman for my birthday and so went up and and chatted him up a little bit i was like mr freeman it's my birthday would you mind if we took a picture with you and he's saying happy birthday to me when I told him that, which was so cool. And he's, of course, he can get a picture with us, of course. So so. He's just like. He also goes. Yeah. He's a cool dude. He's like, yeah. I want to one up so you. Nice. He, just, he was so nice. He just whips out the acapella and just goes, happy birthday. <laughs> and you're just like, what? And there was like hollow people around. He like dropped everything. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the Morgan Freeman voice. So it was like, it was like my birthday was being narrated. You know, it was a really cool experience. Well, he said, oh, it's your birthday. Happy <laughs> birthday. Like just. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure he narrates Our Planet, which is the number one yeah. nature docu-series out on the internet right now on Netflix. It's just incredible. You guys wanna you guys wanna have a night? Go go watch the jungle episode. And also Andy Dufresne's life. 
<laughs> yeah. He was a pretty damn good. That's for you old people. <laughs> people a lot of Rachel and my age and older. <laughs> Annie Dufresne, you're talking Shawshank Redemption. Oh yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen Shawshank? Fun fact. Well, I was in second grade, I cut out TV and fiction and reading fiction and watched movies and all that shit. I am very careful with what data gets stored in my brain because it's only so big. It's probably getting a little too big, honestly. We can knock that down a little bit, but... uh. (laughs) Do you guys all have uh, very easily memorizable brains? I know I said that terrible, but are you just easy to store knowledge or do you have a system in place for you to learn knowledge? I always thought I did until I started med school. And now I realize that, yeah, my classmates blow my mind. They're, they're, they pick things up so quick. So many of them have just photographic memory. But, yeah, there are definitely strategies for learning. Um, uh, there's a strategy called a memory um, palace, and it's something that kind of Sherlock Holmes would use. Um, and the, the idea behind a memory palace is you're basically building, like, a, a mental version of a palace in your mind. And say you walk into this imaginary palace, you go into the first room on your left, and that that room represents a certain concept. So like for us, say we're trying to memorize, I don't know, uh, vertiports, right? So then you build this room in your mind and and you build it based on what facts you need to remember about vertiports. So maybe we want to remember like the chart. Is this how you think? Yeah. I never knew this. This is blowing my fucking mind right now. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, say you want to remember the the charging uh, capabilities of, and this is a very simplified example just for the sake of, of you know, this giving the idea of what, what makes this work. But, um, so, say, yeah. Say that's the fact you want to remember. You're talking about vertiport. So, you're in the vertiport room. You want to remember that they have electrical charging capabilities. So, maybe you picture... Um, there's a table on the room with a phone charger on top of it. And then you remember, oh, yeah, in the Vital room in this memory palace, there's that charger. They have electric charging. Like, it's just a mnemonic device. Um, there's a lot of cool YouTube videos about it. Damn. What was it yeah. called again? Memory palace. Whoa. Yeah. And then there's another um, technique that a lot of people in med school use where um, companies will make these, like, funny cartoons and like they have crazy stories that have nothing to do necessarily with the topic you're trying to remember so if like you're like trying to remember sickle cell disease like they just throw like this crazy story about people crossing over the river sticks and like each little fact about the story is a different detail about the disease and so a lot of med students use use that and it's very very helpful it's a it's a it's a mnemonic device it's, it's a way to just be able to recall that information it's interesting because that means you can teach learning you know you for sure can, yeah. I 100% do not think like that. I wish I did. <laughs> but you have a photographic memory. You can literally spit raps that you wrote 10 years oh, ago. So that's so okay. I don't. Um, I don't memorize facts anymore. It's processes. If I remember how to do something, I don't need to know like the number or the whatever. I just need to know how does it fit together and then pretty much everything will kind of work. I don't know if that makes sense at all. Yeah, it's kind of like adjusting the scale of a concept, right? So you have like the the low level, every finite fact, but you take it up a notch. And every time you get more ingrained in what you're working with and more evolved, then you got to take it to a higher level. It's variables. You have to be able to break it down. Yeah, I, I think in variables. So they're like, okay, this plus this equals this. 
and those can be filled in with anything and if this and, and in code i think in code too actually yeah. it's pretty weird i definitely think in picture full-blown visual all the way what i'm talking to you right now and trying to describe things like i'm watching it in my head i have a super photographic memory which has been very beneficial and i'm so grateful for it honestly like when i study it didn't take very long i could just read the pages but i would use colors a lot kind of in a in my own palace we'll call it um the animal kingdom i would write down like the most important things and i would use different colors and then i just look at the page for 30 minutes if i had to it was a lot of facts something i want to know more can you kind of go over maybe one of the most difficult but interesting uh, jobs that you've ever accomplished or just challenges throughout your career that are just fascinating but might have been pretty difficult to solve? So when I was studying my undergrad um, at Wichita State University, my hometown of Wichita, Kansas, I worked in a a lab that studied like the chemical structure of, of different hormones. And they were trying to attain that knowledge in order to to offer better medical tests and so um it was it's a challenge in that you know and and the the whole research aspect of it is that it's so intricate and there's so many different variables to test and um yeah i don't know that's what came to mind first when you mentioned that so yeah but it it was super like interesting hella interesting um i really enjoyed that yeah i love i loved when i asked this question yesterday looking around in my apartment right now could you take apart materials and just put together an airplane like 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 it's it's the chef example i know many people that are chefs at professional restaurants and they can cook the dankest bombest most amazing meals but when they come home they never cook those meals they're cooking the most basic eggs because they're tired of cooking you know they don't want to bring it home i wonder if it's the same for you guys you know you're working on these complex equations always working from all these different plastics from all across the world, whatever it is. Do you come home and this, the brain doesn't stop. So you're just always like building projects at home and, and just trying to, you know, you, I don't know, you figure out a way to turn the water on in the bathroom from over here because of some contraption you made. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to turn my brain off for little bits of time, you know, because it's gotten to the point where I can't sleep. And it's, it's like everything I'm looking around, I'm like, oh, damn, that's a money-making idea. Oh, shit, that could go together way better. Oh, Danielle, I'm going to need some advice on this because this is a really good idea, and I definitely think we could make it happen. And it's like, okay, what do we want? What aligns with our core values? Where do we have the expertise that it can be harnessed the best, you know? So obviously, learning like... stocks and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah learning, learning about the stock market. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing better on that front, too. If anybody has a a good crash course recommendation for stock learning. I don't know. I bought stock market for dummies, and it hasn't been very beneficial so far. I haven't seen much. (laughs) We've just been learning it. My challenge was probably um, FTIR, how to teach myself that. Fourier transfer, infrared, it's not easy. Hardcore organic chemistry. Hence why I'm traumatized. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It makes sense now. But I figured that shit out. Yep. I think one of the most difficult things about approaching a problem is that at this day and age with so much technology, it takes so many different minds. So if you just sit there and you look at a puzzle and you try to figure it out by yourself, you're kind of wasting a lot of time because people already have the answers. This goes back to that thing of if you kick off a project, you need to hire some people on, hire people that are smarter than you. That's key, you know, and you need to be able to fill those gaps to be able to make shit happen. 
Yeah, but to answer your question, yeah, there's a lot of taking things apart and putting them back together that occurs <laughs> back at the house. Like, Danielle came home one day, I had the entire vacuum cleaner taken apart. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm about to fix this, motherfucker. It's just like <laughs> all over the table, little parts That's everywhere. That's funny you say that. Like, one of my me, first projects <laughs> when I was working at the lab was to take apart a traditional paper shredder and use a lathe and, like, get rid of all the serration and put that shit back together to be able to split the or slit this different um, photovoltaic material to be able to make a solar cell and when I was first given the assignment I was looking at my boss at the time and I'm like all right I see you went to a thrift store maybe like a yard sale this weekend are you for real and I always tell him like that was the best project that was the best icebreaker to give somebody ever because they look at you like you're psycho <laughs> and then you have to do it and I don't know if you guys have ever taken apart a paper shredder but it's a bit complicated to put back together if you're told you got to dismantle every single every single little gear on that and put it back it was it was fun i hope you took pictures i got hella pictures awesome. of that shredder <laughs> what are you most looking forward to while you guys build and create this company and uh the challenges mclean for president <laughs> i'm looking forward to the adventure it, it's an adventure we trust the universe to put us in the right place and it's it's we don't always know where that's going to be next but it, it's been working out yeah i think well, i think so. that goes back to ride the wave yeah you never ever know what the next step is going to be and you never know even if you try to plan i really wanted to plan there's a lot of mentors and books about planning and strategizing what Fuck you want shit. goal setting i do for sure set goals and write that down maybe on the one month basis right now is where I'm at with that but more about just following the lead like let let the wave crash you down and get back up and you're gonna have bad times and you gotta power through it but that's when you learn and that's when you figure out exactly what you're passionate about and that that is a really really powerful way to live life it is and our, our team dynamic also is such that um we empower one another so like that that's it's not it's not competitive at all we all have so much respect for one another and we realize that we each have you know very different backgrounds so we can each contribute in certain ways and you know if we have a situation where someone can thrive we're all about it we want them to shine and there's no ego it's all it's all about what makes others fly higher like that's that's what we want we want to make others fly higher and you might have to break a little, little rule along the way maybe just a couple rules along the way yeah it happens yep. <laughs> well, one one thing that's very interesting is looking at successful people and wondering what they could have or would have wished they told themselves if they could go back in time so if you could go back uh, maybe 15 20 years or right before you went to college for example and you could have said one two or three things that could have saved you a ton of time money heartache and headache you know what would some of those things be i have thank uh you. thank you thank yes you. gratitude for sure but like i think it's normal for people to have regrets and things that they they question but i think each experience in life is a learning lesson and i think that if we went back 15 20 years it could be like a butterfly effect thing you know like oh i knew this at that age so yeah you but, go but that's like paths, i hate so. that answer because it doesn't give us facts like you're right for sure but if you could go back in time and say, listen up, mad, don't do that thing. Don't, don't be afraid to be yourself. Um, be genuine. Um, shine brightly. I'd go back to be very intentional with who you surround yourself with. I think that's been one of the biggest hurdles in my life because I'm a, I'm a homie, right? Like if I meet people, it doesn't matter where they're at in life, but 
you have to protect your energy. You absolutely have to protect your energy. And there's so many people that can empower you and bring you up. And you have to be intentional about where you spend your time. I think that is so key. Like I moved out of my parents' house. <laughs> you have to protect that energy. And if there's a roadblock, if somebody's not giving it to you, figure out the best possible plot possible way to get yourself out of that situation but keep everybody happy because you don't want to burn a bridge either for sure love it i would also say to my younger self be mindful of your your internal narrative like the thoughts that go on when you're not interacting with others your thought process like the things you tell yourself um, be mindful of that it's extraordinarily powerful because those messages get ingrained into your subconscious and then you manifest those things so um I've, i made a rule a long time ago i said if you know if i'm having a uh, self-narrative that's kind of negative and i say oh i wish this i wish that that's just like it's it's like regret it's wasted energy um, and to commit like your energy and your focus on those things, it, it's it's not easy to do. But it, you know, if 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 you're able to kind of retrain that self narrative to always be positive and always be grateful, um, and always want to share your positive positivity, your love, um, that would have been probably what I would tell myself first first and foremost. Yeah, I'm so grateful. Could you repeat that? No. <laughs> Thanks for asking. I'm so I'm so grateful Rachel talked so much today cuz I didn't I feel like you weren't talking as much the other day and you no, have so I was much pretty amazing tired. insights. I was pretty tired. Sorry. You're you're a very interesting amazing human. So well, thank you for saying that. Likewise. I, so, I feel that about everyone. So with that table. said with the happy takeoff, how can people that want to learn more about your guys journey follow you guys and, and stay in touch with what you guys are working the on? The best social media platform LinkedIn. on this planet. Man. LinkedIn. Get premium so Get you can premium. use LinkedIn Learning for it's included. Yes. They have so many LinkedIn. cool courses on there. It's everything. Are we sponsored? Like, how do we get our our royalty check for that little pitch from LinkedIn? Yeah. We don't. We don't need that. I'm just, just kidding. Giving that to them. You're right. <laughs> that's so true. I just meant that as a joke, of course. But that's a very astute observation shout out linkedin for being badass yeah linkedin <laughs> also we have these beautiful lynn jones brand coffee cups it's a damn good day to have a damn good day how do they how do they buy one of these cheers cheers it is a damn good day and happiness. first time we've had four people on the podcast so monumental leave in the comments what you guys think if we should do this more often we shall continue going all right with that said i love you guys thanks for jumping on the show and uh we out. Namaste. Awesome. Thanks Thank for having you us. For listening to another episode of Len Jones Party of Two. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time, peace.